0: That guy has the biggest arms I've ever seen. I missed parts of this movie because I was just staring at his arms.
1: <laughs> welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. All right, here we go. You
2: guys want to hear something neat?
1: It's showtime. Hold your ears. Folks. Here we go. what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this.
2: Hold on to your butts.
0: Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy.
1: Hello, hello, Buddy, welcome to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. And in addition to those picks, this week we'll be talking about the newest Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok. But before we get started with all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question, if Thor is the god of thunder and Loki is the god of mischief, what would you choose to be the god of?
0: I'm Lucas Wright, a designer from the Bay Area, and I would be the god of
2: tempered expectations.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm Lawson Soward, an art director from Nashville, Tennessee, and I would be the god of breezy autumn afternoons. Uh.
1: Oh, very specific. Well, I'm Sandra Ostads. <laughs> I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee, and I would be the god of sexual tension. Um we're gonna first talk about what we're feeling this week before we get into all this marvel goodness so lucas what are you feeling this week
0: um well in general i'm feeling stand-up comedy um specifically on netflix more specifically um nate Brigazzi, who is fantastic in the new netflix special the stand-ups which is six i think i would say lesser known stand-ups i had never heard of any of these people um they each get about three minutes, it looks like it's all filmed in the same night with the same crowd and just kind of give it all they got. And I think what's really cool is how Netflix is allowing a lot – allowing me specifically access to a lot of comedians that I would never heard of before um, that aren't you know big and famous but giving them a platform to uh, perform on and for the whole world to see. So have you guys seen the stand-ups or – Nate Bergazzi at all?
1: I haven't watched the stand ups yet, but I've seen Nate Berghazzi plenty of times here in Nashville because he's from Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. And
2: he was on, um, he's really good friends with Pete Holmes and has been for a long time. So I've heard of him through a lot of Pete Holmes media stuff. But he's That's hilarious. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's very funny. He's super dry, um, kind of quiet, just kind of very monotone, um, but has a lot of really good. Um, really good material that he packs into that 30 minutes on the, in the standups. So do you guys watch a lot of Netflix stand up in general? Yes. I, That's I would, all I get
2: referred by Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I wouldn't say I watch a lot of it, but the one, the stuff that I have, I've typically vi- really enjoyed. Um, yeah. unfortunately a lot of the comedians that I'm really excited about tend to still get more screen time on like comedy central. Um, mm. But I wish that they'd get a little bit more time on Netflix because that's much easier for me to access.
0: Yeah. I definitely usually discover comedians on Netflix just because it just pops up. And I'm like, I got 30 minutes. I can jump into this. I don't have to be paying too close attention to it. And it's something that I can just kind of like have on in the background a lot. Um, And so I've been finding a lot of people that I really like through it. So including Nate so, if you haven't seen it, check it out.
1: Will do. One of the things that's I interesting about Nate Bragazzi is that um, he's one of the few, I would say, more conservative comedians that I really enjoy still. Um, and I use conservative not so much as in a political sense, but more um, as, like, a, a personality sense. Um, mm-hmm. He's not, like, this outrageous, um, like... Uh, sex-talked, um, California liberal kind of comedian that we tend to see a lot and that I tend to really enjoy. He's, you know, like a southern guy, very standard, like, southern white guy, but he's still very, very funny, and I, I enjoy him despite that. <laughs> 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 oh, um, man. Lawson, what are you feeling this week?
2: Well, speaking of southern stuff, uh, actually Nashville-specific <laughs> stuff. Um, If you've been driving down I-65 in Nashville, Tennessee over the past week or so, you may have seen uh, a series of billboards popping up for Kid Nash um, with just like some really great illustrations and the URL kidnash.com on there and uh, may or may not know what that is. And I found out what it is and I'm very stoked. Uh, It is... The very first superhero to be from Nashville, Tennessee. So Nashville has their own superhero now. It's super exciting, <laughs> and they are released named after the city. Do what? And he's named after the city. in a in a sense, yes. So one of the things that I like about this comic is uh, there are there's one book out right now. It's coming out monthly, and you can get it um, either at a paid subscription or uh, read it for free with ad support. Um, I read it on my iPad. It was a super fun, easy to use experience. Um, and it's a kind of an interesting take on a superhero origin story in that this, uh, not to give too much away, but basically the hero of the story realizes he has powers and doesn't know why. It just kind of shows up one day and he doesn't know what the situation is, how he got there, there's no um, spider bite or, you know, parents being shot in a back alley or inciting incident. Um, And so the first comic really sets up what I'm really interested in, which is uh, this is a hero that's going to be going forward, you know, fighting crime, doing a lot of uh, standard superhero stuff simultaneously there's going to be an a and b story and we'll be like finding out how he got there in the first place which is something i'm really interested in i don't know what his um power sets are yet i don't know what um happened to get him there and the writing the characters are like really setting up solidly um the artwork is fantastic and i'm really excited to see what comes next also It's just really cool to have a Nashville superhero, kind of like some uh, local town pride. And uh, the author of the book is from Nashville as well. And so it's just like a really cool thing. And um, especially with the free option, the ad-supported option, I think it's totally worth checking out uh, and subscribing to. Um, And I think it's really affordable if you... I I haven't looked extensively at the um, paid rate, but... Uh, I think that's affordable too, so yeah, Kid Nash is my my pick for the week. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, very very specific, and I I love you know I love living in Nashville. I'm always going to be a proponent of Nashville storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's about
2: time they had their own superhero. Here. Yeah. We've all been clamoring for it. Like if it's the It City, then why are there no super people then? Come on. <laughs> there you go.
1: All right. Well, thank you for that, Lawson. Um, this week. I am feeling um, a new weather app for my phone. Um, I recently got the new iPhone 10. And And then, so a big part I didn't.
2: (laughs) You guys did.
1: (laughs) A big part of getting a new phone is um, finding out new apps that are like, specifically designed for this model, that look really beautiful on this model. Um, So I did some looking around on Twitter, people making recommendations for apps that specifically look beautiful on the iPhone X. And one that kept getting recommended was this weather app called Carrot. Now, I was hesitant to download it because I have a weather app that I love very much right now. I use Dark Sky. I appreciate how accurate it is. I appreciate the specific information that I get from it, the alerts. Um, I've I've used it for a long time and really loved it. So switching weather apps, I think, is like a pretty big commitment because that's something you use almost every single day. Um, but then when I looked up Carrot in the App Store, Um, I found out that it was powered by Dark Sky, my current weather app. It's just um, housed in a different design, which was very appealing to me. It's a $5 weather app, but I do believe that it's worth it. Um, The design is just really, really fun. It's colorful. It takes up the whole page. It gives you a lot of information about the current weather, hourly forecasts, the whole weekly forecast. I love seeing hourly forecasts for future days in the week, and not just a high and a low for future days in the week. Um, and this Carrot app provides you that information. It also has um, its own personality that you can adjust. So if your volume is on, the Carrot app will say snarky things to you. Um, if your volume is off, they'll just kind of uh, subtly appear in text form on the screen the right now when i pull it up the thing it just says is um is is that cloud more profound than a jaden smith tweet spaghetti um and so it has little <laughs> fun little updates or sometimes it'll insult you uh i think the default mode that it's set to is called homicidal but you can lower that to snarky if that's too intense um or you can even move it down to friendly or professional Um, If none of that is interesting to you, it also has a cool AR mode. I'm still trying to figure out whether AR is something that's fun for me or just a gimmick. Um, But right now the AR mode in this app um, will display like a hovering weather portal in the room you're in. And it's fun to like play around with. So um, I'm having fun with it, and I would rec- recommend people checking it out. Again, it's $5, but I think the design makes it worth it.
0: That's awesome. I love – they have they had a fitness app um, yeah. that I used for a while that was a lot of fun. It's kind of that same snarky um, sensibility about it that was really cool. And the, obviously the design is fantastic. Yeah. So I would definitely check out all of their apps. All right. $5 for a weather app is too rich for my blood for sure.
1: See – it, again, it's something I use every single day, so it might as well be something good. If this was something I only used one time, um, yeah, then that's I think a case to be made. But if you're using a weather app every single day, um, I, that's my that's that's my argument. Um, what weather yeah. app do you currently use, Lucas?
0: Uh, the default one. Oh really? Okay.
1: Lawson, <laughs> yeah, about you?
0: I am bad at weather.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I think Lindsay has a very comprehensive weather app, and every day that I wake up, she just kind of talks about what the weather's going to be. Boston, so, <laughs> <laughs> no need for weather. He's got a wife. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I know that that's uh, <laughs> a, so my app is Codependency? No. Um, I use, but I use the standard weather app where I'll just like ask Siri, what's the weather going to be like?
1: Guys, hearing y'all tell me that y'all use the standard weather app is like when I hear wrong people with the say app? that they use the standard podcast app on the iPhone, it just makes my heart hurt. They're, they're bad apps and you should want more for your life. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs>
0: Uh, There's more you could do with the weather app. Weather app. Yeah. And I'm glad that there are people out there using better apps. I just don't care about the weather all that much. Yeah. Because it's always sunny. It's California. always sunny. Okay. I was all trying right. To think we of get it. It's always sunny and
2: awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not. It's cold here now. So.
1: Are y'all ready to talk about Thor?
0: Let's talk about Thor.
1: Let's do it. devotees here on this podcast um so there was no question that we would be seeing thor ragnarok but even if we weren't marvel devotees um how do y'all feel about the thor franchise specifically is it are these movies that excite you do you just see them because they're marvel movies how are we feeling
0: um the thor movies for me are definitely just fodder to get to the next avengers movie i think for me um i the, the first thor was fine it was just a lot of setup, a lot of weird stuff that I didn't feel like really fit well into the Marvel cinematic cinematic it was at the time, which was what, like two and a half movie movies. Um, if we're counting the Hulk movie. Um, which
1: I do not. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and the second one was terrible. I think it's, it's way down there at the bottom. It's, I, it's in competition for the worst Marvel movie so far. Um, but I feel like he's always been a weird one in the MCU because everything else is so grounded and, um, I don't know, relatable, and he's been a—I mean, a literal god. Um, and I don't feel like he's merged well. I thought he, I, th- I thought he works well in um, a lot of like the comedy situation in the Avengers movies and stuff that, but he has a little too much gravitas to him. I feel like, and I'm saying a lot for about Thor. in general.
2: So somebody else start talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt the same way. I have never. This is the first Thor. Thor Ragnarok is the first Thor movie I've been, uh, excited for. Yeah. I, the other ones were fine and I was happy to go see them. Um, and I enjoyed eating popcorn while watching them, you know, like (laughs) they were good. And I think Chris Hemsworth is really funny and really talented. And I, they were, they were fine, but, uh, I've looked forward to new Captain America installations coming out and look forward to new Iron Man's and look forward to Doctor mm. Strange and all this stuff, whereas, um, Thor films were always the ones that were a little bit more tangential, but I wanted to be completest. Uh, yeah. this one, on the other hand, like from the very first trailer, I was so, so excited to see it. The Thor franchise has also brought us, uh,
0: Marvel's best villain too, with Loki. Um, I think that has been the, the bang out of the Thor movies was to get him involved. So, I agree yeah. that
1: Loki is Marvel's best villain so far. Um, I'm so grateful for the Thor movies for making movie stars out of Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Um, oh, yeah. There was a fun little news article when both of them were cast in the Thor movie about what's Marvel doing casting these unknowns as, <laughs> you know, their major yeah. superheroes. Um and it's so fun to look on, back on that now as these two actors who are so big and popular being, you know, risks for uh, this franchise. Um,
0: you've, you've got to give them credit. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel's had a cast on Unknowns. They have done a fantastic job at that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have always enjoyed the Thor movies. They're not my favorites in the whole Marvel franchise, but um, I've always had a lot of fun with them. Kenneth Branagh is a director that um troubles me but i also ultimately (laughs) love so and that i think is very fitting for these thor movies that um there are aspects that are not perfect i i would never recommend them to people as like the best marvel movies but i ultimately love them um i have a lot of fun when i watch them and i also appreciate the grandeur of them um We got them long before we got Guardians of the Galaxy. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate, again, that level of grandeur um, and scope that these movies brought to the Marvel Universe. Um, So I was really looking forward to this one in particular. One, because after all the movies that we've gotten, um, I've fallen very much in love with these two characters, Loki and Thor. And um, was excited for a third movie from them. But then also when I think we all found out that Taika Waititi was the director, um, that upped all of our enthusiasm level quite a bit.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, every film that he has made has been one of my favorites of that year. Like uh, Hunt For the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, um, all the episodes that he directed of Flight of the Concords. he's just such an interesting and funny director and his vision is so particular the fact that they were letting him do it and it I when I heard the news I was excited when I saw the first trailer I was thrilled because I wanted his personality to be able to come through in this film and from the very first trailer I could tell that Marvel was really letting him do his thing which was such an exciting new direction for Thor
0: I feel, I feel like this is one of the first movies where I feel like the director has actually um, had a lot of control over the movie. I feel like in the past, they brought in people who um, are, are franchise-oriented and can make a cohesive movie that fits within the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And someone does, and it looks very much like a Marvel movie. But with the, the, the writing and the kind of ad-lib that's in here, there's a lot of riffing. That happens. That is very much a Taika Waititi movie. Yeah,
1: I adore him. I, I, I mostly love his sensibility and um, his like sense of humor and his talent as a director. I didn't love what we do in the shadows, but I did love Hunt for the Wilder People. That movie in particular is such an adventure tale that it got me very excited for what he was going to do with this Thor movie. Um, and in addition to his talents as a director. Um, I think he's a funny performer. I love his personality and in interviews. Um, I adore his sense of personal style. Um, overall, I just think he's a rising star that I want more and more and more from. Um, so I think we were all thoroughly excited and ready for this movie. Um, what were y'all's general uh, thoughts leaving the theater?
2: I was pretty let down. Um I feel like no I'm kidding it was amazing. <laughs> oh man, dude, I was about <laughs> <laughs> I I loved it. My expectations were higher than they've been for any Thor movie in the past and it exceeded it. Um I had so much fun. Um this movie does not take itself seriously at all. Um there's still plenty of elements in it that are your typical superhero romp. It's still an action and adventure movie, but Overall, the majority of this movie is played for um, what makes the elements of Thor's corner of uh, the Marvel Universe so interesting, which made it such a strong, strong movie, in my opinion. Like, there's a bunch of weird, crazy, mythological stuff that's happening with Thor and his character and his um, whole, like, cast. And I think it's such a smart idea to explore that area to let it be zany to let it be weird um part of what i think was hard about the first two thor movies and what made them feel a little bit out of place against all the other a little bit more grounded marvel films was the fact that there were these big uh cities made of gold and like a bridge that's a rainbow and all the stuff and everyone's walking around like that's not funny or uh at least interesting or uh, a little bit different and Um, I get why they do wanted to do that to be like, look, this is really this is really a superhero. this is really Thor, this is really his deal. um this is part of the you know fabric of this whole universe. But now that that's established, the fact that they were able to talk uh with new aliens to uh, show characters that are a little bit more like interesting um to explore scenarios and aesthetics and um, cultures that are just really weird because they're bracing the fact that they're not constrained by anything made this a super strong movie and I think the uh central performances were um well a they got Tessa Thompson and Jeff Goldblum which was a very good call not to mention Kate Blanchett but I was really taken in with um those two newcomers in particular and uh B, they just had fun. They had fun start to finish. They got a director who could do some really fun and interesting stuff um, and put him in a corner of this film universe that made sense, where he could really go nuts, and he went nuts in the best way.
0: There's not a lot of plot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot happens in this movie, but there's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot of, like, MacGuffininess to this, um, which is fun. And you just get to hang out with these awesome characters for a long time. Like you said – Jeff Goldblum and Tessa Thompson in this movie are gold. Just so so good. Um I think we're also promised a a Thor Hulk road trip movie.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Um,
0: that was what. That was one of like the original pitches for this movie. That is not this movie at no. all. Um, no. Um. <laughs> um. I so that's kind of what I went in expecting. I would have preferred to not know that the Hulk was in this film.
1: I mean, yeah, oh, of, of course. course. Cool that would have been like go,
0: like go, go, going in going into it. I I think that that would have helped a lot. Um. Or like or like well, we can talk later and spoilers, but I think a lot of the marketing which obviously didn't ruin this movie for me. But I don't don't think was a good idea um even though it did get me pumped and I saw the movie (laughs) so I guess it did work for them but uh I just think overall the marketing wish or I guess showed a lot of stuff that I wish it had kept out
2: yeah I saw several articles that said like the latest Thor trailer may show too much and so I didn't click on it
1: I had um so much fun with this movie as expected um I a lot of people are saying it's the funniest Marvel movie, and I definitely think it's a contender for that title. Um, mm-hmm. I laughed my ass off during this film. Um, Taika Atiti's sense of humor is just... It's so fun and crowd-pleasing in, in the best way, and I love that we got to inject that into one of these Marvel movies, Um and... I love that Chris Hemsworth is such a comedy star now, you know, that in addition to all of those muscles and good looks that we get to have tons of jokes whenever he's a performer, um, is, it's very fun for me, um, and I think it's fun for any, like, major Chris Hemsworth fan, um, I, like I said, I had tons of fun. I had a ton of fun with these new characters, um, specifically the Tessa Thompson character and the Kate Blanchett villain. Um, there might not have been a lot of emotional depth to the Kate C- Blanchett villain, but there was a lot of aesthetic and, like, mm-hmm. fu- vampy, fun, witchy vibes that I am yeah. fully on board with. Kate um, Blanchett was just having the time of her life doing this movie, and um, <laughs> it shows. And I, she makes such a good villain in any film. Um, but here she's, like, has unlimited authority to do whatever she wants with this character, it seems. Um, So I had so much fun watching her in that, and Tessa Thompson was, as always, a delight. Um, My favorite aspect of the Thor movies has always been the dynamic between him and Loki. This, like, antagonism, but also deep love that they have for each other because they did Mm -hmm. grow up as brothers. Um, Yeah. And... Uh, I wish this movie had a little bit more development in that storyline. There was Mm -hmm. one beautiful scene that the dialogue I really appreciated and about that really developed this relationship between the two of them. Um, Is it the
0: elevator scene? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Um, But I'm always wanting more of that no matter what the movie is. Mm -hmm. So that's not necessarily a criticism, just something that I'm begging for more of. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think Loki is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe. He's so fun and, um, dapper and again, mischievous. Um, you never really know for sure what he's going to do, whether he's going to have morals or not. And that's so interesting and fun to watch. And, um, I, I really would love a Loki movie. I think they keep bringing him back into a lot of these Marvel films. Um, Somewhat as fan service, I recognize that. Um, I don't think he's always necessarily needed in the movies that he's in. Um, But uh, I think the answer to that would be to just give him his own movie and give him a fully... Realized emotional plot line, and not just the back and forth that we're constantly seeing. So that's my pitch to Marvel. Um, <laughs> I'm taking calls if they if they'd like to get in touch.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I want a Loki movie and a Valkyrie movie.
1: Yeah, a Valkyrie movie would be exciting. A prequel um, to Valkyrie to this storyline would be. Really lovely because, as we can see with the Asgardians, they don't really seem to, like, visibly age. Um, and yeah. so it would make a mm-hmm. ha- complete sense to do a prequel that happened what seems like millennia before this storyline Um with Tessa Thompson still looking her beautiful self. And then we could bring Kate Blanchett back as the villain of that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, let's not, you know, waste kate blanchett's marvel character on one film you know
0: it's true um, yeah
1: yeah a valkyrie mm. movie would be very exciting um yeah like you said lucas this movie i think was definitely misadvertised for the amount of hulk and bruce banner that's in it um yes uh i i was expecting a lot more of that but ultimately i'm not disappointed with the amount that is in the film um because it Correct. is a thor movie Um, Mm -hmm. and the, the dynamic between them was really satisfying for me. Um, what stuff do we want to get in before we get into the spoilers? Is there any other final thoughts y'all have?
2: Yeah. I think before we jump over, I just wanted to say if you're on the fence, uh, or I mean, we have some friends that just are in Marvel for the Thor movies because, uh, you will get your money's worth. Chris Hemsworth does take a shirt off in this movie. Uh, it is a lot of fun, start to finish. And even if you're not, like, super into superhero movies, I think this movie is very, very funny. It's it's definitely worth going to see. I think this has, like, a 96. It has one of the highest superhero movie uh, Rotten Tomato scores out there. So yeah, I would say definitely go see it.
1: And I would say that this is one of the movies that, because of MoviePass, I fully plan on going and seeing again in theaters. 100%. Um, so if that gives you any indication of how much fun we had, um, let that, let that guide you. Yeah. All right. Let's talk spoilers.
0: Before we get started.
1: Does anyone want to get out?
0: Are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's going to happen. now. Crack and gas.
1: Spoilers.
0: Remember, you wanted this.
1: Lucas, um, what were some of... I think there was some... You mentioned earlier about a fight, a long fight sequence earlier in the movie. Yes.
0: Uh, The Kate Chet fight with all of the Asgardian warriors Mm. where she kills literally everybody. And the... um, Whatever Thor's friends are...
2: um,
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> his, like, those like those band Warriors, of merry fellows or whatever.
2: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every the movie three. they're, like, trying to say, these three guys are important, and we're always like, Ex- we don't care about exactly. them. Exactly, yeah, we've never cared about them, so they kill them off really quickly. Um,
0: Zachary Levi gets, like, half a second of screen time in this movie. Um, and then... He fights everyone, and the whole time I was like, man, man, this is like... It's cool to watch her fight. It was very cool to watch her fight. I don't know. Like, I had no emotion tied to that fight at all, and it went on for longer than I thought it should have, or they should have tied some emotion into it specifically. So I think it's a smaller nitpick, but I was just like... When she started fighting, I was like, okay, I don't care if any of these guys die.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think my biggest complaint with the movie in general was just... Kate Blanchett did an amazing job because that's what she does but the character it was kind of like Marvel Villain Syndrome where it's a bad person, you find out it's a bad person and then they do bad things and they're impressively dangerous and then they die Um, I wanted more from her character, more from her backstory Uh, I understand why everything went down the way it did I just felt like uh, I agree with you, Lucas, that fight felt pretty empty and in general, kind of the uh even though the backstory that they told about Kate Blanchett was compelling, they didn't show enough of it to make it something to where you really felt the emotional stakes on both sides. Yep. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. Um but I don't care. <laughs> I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, I mean that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say I agree with it, but ultimately like, um, I think think you're right, though. I think movies are better when the villains are interesting and have their own emotional storyline. But just because a Marvel movie doesn't have an interesting villain doesn't mean I can't fully enjoy that Marvel movie. So I think Marvel brings so much to the table that they can get away with um, some lackluster villains. Um, but our favorite movies are when there is an interesting villain. So I would always, of course, challenge them to, like, have the best villain possible. Yep. Um, yep. I want to talk about yep. one of my favorite character aspects of the Valkyrie character was mm-hmm. just how, like, drunk and playful she was. Um. So yes. often, <laughs> like, these, you know... This is kind of a character trope of this, like, new badass girl that joins the team. You know, like, we, get, we see that a lot in action and superhero movies. And rarely do we get to see them have this much fun, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I loved that about this character and about this whole movie. But I loved how, like, funny and flippant and, um, you know, playful that this character was. That's, I think, what made the character such a hit with people.
2: Totally. Agree. When yeah. she showed up on that spaceship, I thought I knew exactly what her character type was going to be, and then she fell off the side. And was like, <laughs> yep. yes, this is so much better. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Rock and roll, Tessa Thompson with the trashy accents and an, and being an alcoholic. I think those things all
2: combined were was everything I wanted of this movie. It's so good. Yeah, I loved seeing a strong woman of color who had like a complicated life, <laughs> like being on screen and being amazing and Thor being like you're the person I need to save me. Mm-hmm. And like her whole thing was like Thor was so incidental to her whole thing and so she was just like a full person, a full person, mm-hmm. a well-written character, beautifully acted and like stole every scene she was in. I loved it. Um I loved also how um I think we may have a larger discussion about how Hulk was integrated in this movie, but in general, I really liked how Hulk and Doctor Strange were integrated into the movie. Um, I feel like Marvel's really kind of getting into a groove when it comes to integrating other characters from the MCU into their films without making it a whole thing. It was just like, how, does, how do they find out about where Anthony Hopkins is? Um, it makes sense for Doctor Strange to show up for a second and then no longer is needed in any more of the movie. I just felt like it. they're doing the thing where people show up in different places and that affects the characters that would be in mm-hmm. those places. Um, It's very much a comic comic book thing, not a movie Yeah. Um, Right. But it it also makes more sense than them feeling so siloed like they have in the movies past where it's just like, I'm doing this thing and I guess everyone else is on vacation. Yeah.
1: I would also say it seems to be very effective. We went and saw this movie with uh, a friend of ours that we've mentioned several times that only watches pretty much the Thor movies or the movies that has Thor in them as far as like (laughs) the Marvel movies are concerned. Yeah. And after, you know, on the drive home – she looked at me. And she was like, "Okay, so tell me about this Doctor Strange," and wants to watch that movie now. So, it seems to do a pretty good job about getting people who haven't been watching every single Marvel movie in the order they come out to mm-hmm. um, be interested in what and going back and catching up on those.
0: I think Doctor Strange was way more fun in this movie than he was in his own. I agree. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I am ready. Super ready for some portal fun with Dr. Strange in the future. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Um, This is on a slightly different topic, but I want to bring up a few moments in the film that were a bit more like political and they were kind of fleeting but still impressive to me. Um, Yes. One of them was um, actually very hard to hear. At the very beginning of the movie, there's a joke about um, like these what looked to be like AR-15 guns and um, where they the character says that he procured them from a place called Texas. Um, and it's meant to get a laugh and I don't fault the film for this. That joke makes sense but we saw it literally right after there was a mass shooting in Texas. Um, With AR-15. Right. And so the timing of that was very painful. Um, Seeing that joke... And knowing that literally hours before we saw that movie, you know, uh, over 20 people were killed in a church in Texas was really rough. Um, It, you know, the joke itself was hard to hear, but again, you couldn't predict that timing. So I, I don't fault the movie for it. The one thing I would fault it for is the fact that those guns are brought back later for like a very heroic moment. Um, that I I wish wouldn't have been a part of the movie just for the implications of that. Um, but ultimately this is an action movie and I'm, I'm, I don't fault it too much for using guns, you know? Um, Mm -hmm, the line that, however, was, I think such a beautifully written moment of like, Political comment and comedy was the line where Jeff Goldblum doesn't like the word slaves. Yes, Yes, that was hilarious. And and then his, (laughs) you know, Lackey says, fine, prisoners with jobs. And I don't know if I've ever heard anything so succinctly make that point that we don't use the word slaves because we don't like it. Instead, we use the term prisoners with jobs. Um, But ultimately, they're the same thing. Um, that mm-hmm. was. I was so impressed and in awe of of just all the work that that quick little exchange of dialogue <laughs> did.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I very was funny. Was floored by that. I also like. <laughs> there was a. This whole thing has a a tinge of uh, like talking about the politics of uh, refugee crisis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this whole people is now without a home and they have to leave because of a scourge in their, you know, where they are from. And so the fact that they did that again, like you said, Sandra, I think they masterfully wrote this whole thing. It doesn't, um, it's not obliquely political because of it's being written as such. It just shows that like real compelling story and, you know, single lines of dialogue and all these concepts are intrinsically Political, and it, it did everything so well.
1: Yeah. Any final thoughts on Thor? Things we loved? Things we wanted to chat about?
2: I mm. loved seeing Anthony Hopkins play Tom Hiddleston for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is true. We should
1: definitely talk that about the cameos. Uh, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe
0: I forgot about yeah. that. Matt Damon is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Yes. I was like, is that I, Matt Damon? I know. I couldn't believe it. Everyone that. You know, in my theater. I Busted
2: out laughing One of the things up.
1: that made me so unsure about whether that was Matt Damon or not was, I don't know this for sure, I could be totally wrong, but it kind of looked to me like they transplanted his face onto that body in that scene. Like, I, I don't know if Matt Damon yeah. was actually physically in that costume acting in that scene. I wonder if they right. just came in and recorded his face for something and then transplanted it, which you could it just felt off in a way which made me wonder like is that Matt Damon you know
0: <laughs> what if hmm. it's not Matt Damon right yeah. but it was um it definitely was
1: and no. it was genius to include to have chris hemsworth real life brother play thor in the stage play in that film
0: i also loved rachel house that rachel house that he brought on her as well for this movie movie um i love, love directors who have really good friends uh, who they put in all their stuff yeah um and Taika has the best friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised we didn't get um Jermaine Clements in here somewhere.
1: Especially um, as like a voice actor of an alien or something.
2: Speaking what? of, I oh, thought yeah, yeah. Jermaine was the voice of Korg for a second. Oh no. Yeah. But that was Taika himself. Yeah. 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 And that character was so funny. Like that was some oh, of the no. most like like the grandiosity of everything his deadpan humor undercut that in the most beautiful way i was i love that character yeah yeah.
0: that that is the kind of like ad-libbing and just kind of riffing that i think the marvel Marvels universe really needs (laughs) um yeah because again he didn't write the script this isn't his um these aren't his words but you can tell that this is just a lot of a lot of those conversations are just like this is the main gist of what we're trying to get across. Let's just kind of work it yeah. a couple times, and it really feels light and fluid because of that.
2: Yeah, that uh, joke that Chris Hemsworth tells about—it's not a joke; it's oh a gosh. story, but like yeah, about yeah. the snake. Where he's like, he turned into a snake because you know they love snakes. (laughs) And, like, that was – it seemed like a complete improvisation, and it was one of the funniest things I've heard in any movie. Like, just the way he delivered it was amazing. Oh, Um, man. I
1: also wanted to bring up the fact that I feel like – and correct me if I'm wrong – this was the first time we got to spend an extended amount of time with the character of Hulk. Not the character of Bruce Banner, but the personality of Hulk. And, like – Hearing him talk and think and and live and not just be in a fight scene um, mm-hmm. was really interesting and fun. I had I laughed a ton during those scenes.
0: I absolutely love Mark Ruffalo. I am excited to see Hulk more yeah. <laughs> in future
2: movies.
1: All right, anything else before we wrap up?
2: Jeff Goldblum is amazing. I didn't even think about the fact that Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum were back together in this movie, um, <laughs> like Jurassic Park yeah. style. It was so great. Uh, I don't think there's anything particular I have to say about Jeff Goldblum because he was just being Jeff Goldblum all over the place. But I love that he was chosen to be in this. I think it his sensibility um, matches with Tyka's so well, and I just the casting in this movie is amazing. I I'm talking myself in circles. I loved it. This movie was so much fun. It just makes me more excited for the next to you see Absolutely. Yeah. He needs
0: to just always be making more movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we all had a wonderful time. Um, if you have thoughts on the newest Thor movie or any of the other Marvel movies that you want to share with us, um, you can find us on Twitter at Feeling It Pod. Where can we find you guys individually?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lawson West. And you can find me everywhere at Lucas and Stuff.
1: And you can find me on all social platforms at Sandra Omstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z.
2: Bye, buddy. bye See you.
1: Thank you. Goodbye, now. Goodbye. Go
2: away. I'll
0: see you soon, okay?
2: That's it? Go home?
0: Yeah. Move along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend.
2: That's it. That's our show for tonight,
0: people.
1: Okay. So, how are you feeling so far?
0: I love my family. Yeah. It's great. Um, the... I haven't really had any issues with face ID which was the thing I think I was worried about the most. Yeah. Um, I just how easy that's going to be. I every once in a while I do just miss the home button hmm. just because I'm I I'm just unsure of like what to do well, a lot sometimes, not a lot of yeah. times. Barely even sometimes sometimes. <laughs> every once in a while just ah, where's my home button? Yeah. Um, I think app switching is more difficult and takes a little more time. Yeah. Um, But overall, I love this phone.
1: (laughs) I think app switching is something I'm going to get in the swing of at some point. Yes. I'm not there yet, but I can see how once I do, it'll be so much faster. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Which phone did you come from?
1: The 7 Plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, The hardest thing for me is I'm still swiping up for Control Center um, mm-hmm. and yeah. I didn't realize this, but I used to swipe down from notifications from the top right corner. So now <laughs> I'm constantly swiping down for notifications and getting the control center. And so I'm yeah. having to get myself in the swing of swiping down from the center of the phone for notifications, um, and getting out of that right corner habit. Um, I, I think the face ID is really fun and exciting. Um, but I also... The portrait mode is so much better. Like the I love the portrait mode on the back of the camera can accept so much more light than before. Um before I used to not be able to take a picture inside in portrait mode. It was no matter what, it was always just too low light and would be too noisy really? of a photo. Yeah. The only portrait mode pictures I took were outside. Um Interesting. And now a portrait mode photo inside looks beautiful and the portrait selfie mode makes everything look so much more glamorous. Like I can just yeah. like be fresh faced in the morning, no makeup and still kind of like a picture of me in portrait. Selfie mode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The portrait mode wasn't something I had because I came from, from the, just the seven. Um, and so this is a whole new feature <laughs> and, and it is insane. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like the what is it, like the stage lighting stuff, all of that's still in beta. Right. And it's I'm not really loving that yet, yeah. but I'm excited for where it can the go. The
1: studio light part um I think <laughs> adds a nice little glow up. Um, but stage lighting does not work well yet. Um but no. I think I see the potential for it to work well at some point.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I'm hoping.
1: Right. Um and also wireless charging I didn't realize how much I would love wireless charging. Um,
0: See, I didn't get a wirelesser, so I'm I'm waiting on that one. You're waiting
1: on a (laughs) like a charging pad.
0: Yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna get the the Apple one when it comes out. so I just haven't. Well,
1: I'm using a ten dollar one I found on Amazon that was really well reviewed, and it is a blast. Um, I bought one for my bed and one for my desk at work, and so those are just like the perfect places to like set a phone down anytime I'm not physically on my phone. I set it down on the pad and it's charging. Um, And I especially love it at work because um, so often I was having to switch between my headphones and my charging cord with my phone yeah. and trying to say, you know, do that balance between battery and listening to something. And now if mm. I'm just listening to music or a podcast at work, I can just leave it on the charge pad and li- still listen to it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that is such a game changer for me. I've already pre ordered a wireless charging um, car mount that I'm really excited about also. Once I have that one, it'll just be wireless charging in the three, all three places that I charge the most. That's um, awesome. And of course I'll still have a cord around because it's faster charging than a pad is. Um, mm-hmm. But for most, if I'm the type of person that like keeps my phone plugged in whenever I can. Um, so if yeah. I have a wireless charging around with pad everywhere, I, um, I, I should have a full battery most yeah. of the day.
0: That's interesting. I so I usually use Bluetooth headphones for the most okay. part, and so I don't have an issue with like having to worry about like between between you using headphones. Yeah. Um. But I, I am eventually excited to get my, yeah. <laughs> my charter because um, I, th- I am. It's just so much easier. Right.
1: Um. I had to do some work around because I have a magnetic mount in my car for my phone. Um, And so previously you Mm, would put like a magnet strip inside your case. And um,
0: I had that doing
1: that prevents wireless charging. So I had to figure out how I could keep both. Um, And I found one case called Pitaka. I think is how you pronounce it. It's Um, P-I-T-A-K-A. And they make a case that allows for wireless charging in the center of your phone, and then right above and below it has magnets for a car mount. Um, okay. So I bought I bought that because I really didn't want to give up my car mount. Um, mm-hmm. And this case technically works on my car mount, but it's not super secure. Um, yeah. So I went ahead and bought their specific car mount that the case should work very well with. Um, Got it. And, and their car mount wasn't very expensive. They have a $10 version that's regular and um, a $25 version that has wireless charging built in. So that wasn't nice. too much of a purchase – ask for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I just wasn't ready to give up just setting my phone on the mount in the car. I hated those, yeah. like, clasp I, I re- mounts.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I my, – my mount – almost, almost holds up my phone without anything, just through the metal on the back, I guess. Oh, it's, wow. It's, yeah, it's so close, but it, the phone is heavy enough that it does fall yeah. off. And so I, like, for the first day, I was like, oh, maybe I can get away with this, but yeah. now I'm going to have to have to um, come out, so.
1: Yeah, so if if you're interested in that, in a case that does both, that Pataka one has worked for me so far. And it's a great case. It's just black with a slight, very subtle um design on the back and it has a cool mm-hmm. feel to it. Um and it's very thin. So, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Um
0: yeah, I usually go a week or so without a case yeah. just to like get a feel for the phone and then I eventually end up getting a case.
1: So, <laughs> that's so interesting because I am so I would never use my phone without a case like ever ever. Um and I always have a glass screen protector on my phones. And this is the first phone where I didn't really want to put a glass screen protector on because yeah. it really, like, inhibits the seamless design of the full screen. Um, yep. It adds these seams that are of the, the screen protector. Um, and so I was toying with the idea of taking it off because I didn't – because I used it for, like, a day just in the house without a screen protector on, and it looked so beautiful. And then I put a screen protector on, and it really took away from it – but then I went out in public for the first time with the phone and instantly dropped it on a concrete floor. So oh no. it's fine because I had all those protections on it. And yeah, um, and it's just like this is why I use a screen protector. So <laughs> I'm I'm using it for now. Um, I have like a classic Spigen one that just you know like almost goes to the edges. Um, mm-hmm. I found one that I bought that cover that has like black ed- edges that cover that curves, so it covers more of the phone and shouldn't yeah. be as distracting. So if it really still bothers me, I might try that one out and see if that helps at all. Um, I just don't trust myself to not have anything on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it.
1: Yeah. Um, how are you? Are you having any fun with Animoji's?
0: Um, I'm not, I've, I've used it a couple times. I don't know what context to use it in yeah. yet because I, I originally thought it would be more like gifs, Um, uh, but because there's audio attached with each one, right. I, I have a hard time letting people send it. it's like, oh, now I got to like, listen to it. And, yeah. um, if I'm in a situation where I can't listen to something, I'm like, oh, now I got to wait and save it. I, I like Animojis. Geez. I think they can be better.
1: I definitely think they can be better. Um I want a better selection. I don't love the specific animojis that they've picked to use. Um mm-hmm. I wish they had one just regular yellow smiley face. Um
0: Oh yeah, that makes yeah, sense.
1: Yeah, I really yeah. would love to see that. Um animojis just gets me very excited for the possibilities of how it will be developed. Um not so much yeah. its current iteration. I will say so far with my experimenting, the cat and the fox are the most expressive. Um, yeah,
0: the... I, I use the fox. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> the least expressive, I would say, is the robot and the unicorn. Um, I really don't mm-hmm. like the look of the unicorn, um, which is sad because I think a unicorn is a fun emoji to have. But right now, I'm at a place where I'm not really sending them to people because... We're still at the point a few days in where I feel like if you start sending Animojis to people, it's very braggy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, look, I have this phone and you don't, you know. Um, so I yeah. think we need a few more weeks or so before I can start testing out just sending them as casual communication.
0: I'm yeah, I don't know. Because that's the other thing. I don't know who to send it to either. Yeah. For the most yeah. part. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of people won't think this is fine.
1: I am really hoping that a lot of my favorite apps start getting updated to fill this format. We, I still have a lot of apps that are um, not using the full screen, um, especially Google really? Maps. Google Maps needs to get its shit together because...
0: Yeah, I that was one that was a big surprise yeah,
1: for me. Yeah, that one really needs to be in full screen. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the other bigger ones already have. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, yeah. you know. Oh, that brings me to a really important thing I want to talk about. So how – have you tried with, like, YouTube or a movie on your phone um, going full screen versus standard original size? Yes. How are you feeling about that so far? I
0: don't like it. You don't it. like going full screen? <laughs> no. Okay. It just it – weirds, it weirds me out that the notch just kills Okay. Me on that. Like, I, I – Overall, I don't mind the notch. but Yeah,
1: so what's so interesting about this is before I got the phone, the notch was, like, such a thing that would drive me crazy when I saw the videos. It was, like, you are cutting out a whole section, you know? Um, yeah. I didn't think I would like full-screen videos at all. Now that I'm using it, I love the way full-screen videos work, but they're frustrating not because of the notch. The notch doesn't bother me at all, actually, but because they cut off a strip at the top and the bottom of the video. Hmm. Yeah, that is driving me crazy. Like, <laughs> if I think if I was watching a TV show or something, it might not bother me as much. But in a yeah. YouTube video, YouTubers tend to take full advantage of the screen. They have lots of text right. subtitles, um, things happening in the whole you know, canvas. And so having the top and the bottom be cut off slightly is very noticeable on YouTube and it's frustrating. So it's, it's such a dichotomy because I love the way the full screen looks in general. Um, when, when it's full screen, it feels so cool, but then ultimately I have to bring it back down to original so that I'm not missing out on information.
0: Anytime there's, it's a the in on any screen that it's in a format where it's where it's cut off. Yeah. I get uncomfortable. Yeah. Me too. So,
1: um, anything else that you're frustrated with or loving?
0: Um, I'm getting used to the buttons. I take a lot of screenshots by accident. Okay. No? Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but everything else I really love.
1: Um, I almost never used Apple Pay before this phone. And oh, now yeah. I find myself like having fun using it. That double click on the right, um, mm-hmm. I think it's such like a natural fun measure. Um, I, I've I've used Apple Pay at coffee shops this weekend and and really enjoyed it. Um before I never ever used it. Um and I don't know especially why, but with this new yeah. phone, this new design, I'm into it. Finally. <laughs>
0: I usually use Apple Pay yeah. for a lot of things, but I actually haven't since I got the phone. Okay. So gotta jump back oh, in there. The
1: other small difference that I really love on this phone is um the pre the 3D touch to open the camera on the lock screen. It works mm, so yeah. much better than that swipe right on a lock screen. Yeah. Um yep. I find myself Definitely. using it all the time to take pictures. So yeah.
0: Yeah, the swipe right was always how I, um, how I got to the camera. I never actually went into the camera app. Okay, ever. um, and this is just easier than that even. So
1: well, um, I'm having fun with it. I'm glad you are too. You should send me some emojis sometimes. Well, definitely. Okay. All right. See, See ya. ya.